As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another solo episode of the Built to Last show. We're going to go a little rogue today. It's not solo. (laughs) It's not solo. I have Sean with me. And some of you probably don't know who this male voice is because some of you don't know who Sean is. Sean is my husband. How long have we been married? Do you know? Coming on 12 years. 13. Well, it's 12 right now, but it's coming on 13. It'll be 13 in June. We got married June 27th, 2009. Yes. So that makes 13 years this year. Lucky 13. I know. So I was in the kitchen this morning and I was sharing with Sean that I, uh, one of the things on my agenda today was to record my episode, my solo episode, which always comes out on Fridays. I do an interview usually on Tuesdays, solo episode on Fridays. And, um, I was like, Hey, would you want to sit down and talk about, you know, I talk so much about like businessy things. And one of the topics that I see circulating, when people ask this question, especially of when, when I see women entrepreneurs asking this question, like, what do you want to learn from me? And I usually see this when it's a business coach, because the business coach or the consultant, someone helping you grow a business and make more money, everybody's always asking you questions about your business and you're teaching business all the time. And you're not out talking about your relationships. You're not out talking about your health all the time, but people, people wonder, they want to know, like, how are you building this business and you're keeping your marriage thriving and growing and alive? So, so you're not, we don't, we don't have a plan here. We're just going to chat. So, so basically you're not growing a business. That's what people have to understand. You're growing a lifestyle. You're growing in confidence and you're growing the ability to have financial freedom to do what you want. All that comes down to is communication, learning how to communicate with yourself learning how to communicate with your team. That could be your partner in any way in your personal life. It could be people who are assisting you in your personal life. It's all the same. And I think the big mistake that most people make in business is they focus on businesses being something completely different than relationships. They're all relationships. So if you're putting in the organization into your business, like a meeting set up with specific times, excuse me, you have specific goals you're setting, you have specific outcomes. Why aren't you doing that in your personal life? Basically, you're saying your business is more important than your personal life. So we always get stuck in this thing on Friday night. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's go out to eat. When there's planning, which we did a little bit more this past weekend, you enjoy it more because you have something to look forward to. Our daughter was away. We got to spend the day with each other. We went out to eat. The difference is we had two places to choose from. That's it. You have to put the exact same energy into your business for to succeed, into your relationships to succeed. And the biggest downfall I see with most people is they try to fix things once they're already going downhill. We need to go see a therapist. We need to go see a counselor. Why? Because you're about to get divorced. Why aren't you seeing someone before that? Why aren't you taking every three to four months, two days together to have a conversation? In my background, I'm a high performance coach certified. I'm also a certified hypnotherapist. 
So that me being said, that means I get coaching at home. (laughs) In my other background, I was a massage therapist and I was a personal trainer. So why does all that work? Because it all taps into making people perform better because they want to, not because they have to. There's always been people who come to you, oh, I need my relationship to be this or be that. And you ask the question, why? Why does your relationship need to be better, Megan? Why do you think your relationships need to be better in business? Watch. Here's the difference. Why do I think? Uh, sorry, I was thinking about we're going to talk about our marriage. So when no, we're going to, but you're going to see. Ask it again. I was like so, in La so, Land. So why do you think relationships in business are important to become better? To become better at business or better as a human? Either one. Because everything, to, in my opinion, we were created to be in community and in relationship and have a sense of belonging with other people. That's why I think so. That doesn't sound created. like business. That sounds like life in general. But yeah. we try to label things. So, like in our relationship, we give each other our own personal space, but we're also there for each other. But you got to understand that the way I think about things, Megan thinks about things totally differently. different. But that's okay. You can tell when Sean. You can tell when Sean asks me questions because <laughs> he's thinking in a way, and I'm like, "Can you say that?" Like. I don't know. In a, business, that. in a business format, that makes sense. My brain works at a much, I wouldn't say much deeper level, but in a different level. Different way. Because I connect to people differently. Megan yeah. is more the introvert. I'm more the extrovert. I'm the one in our business where I've had to jump in to handle the emotional issues that people are going through. Why? Because I've done this and I enjoy relaxing people, unwinding people, having them take a deep breath and looking at it both sides of the coin. As long as your outcome that you want to achieve is the same as your partner's, it really doesn't matter how they're getting there. As long as it's ethical, doing it to serve other people, and it's aligned with your core values. We're not talking about doing things illegal because you're always going to get caught. Energy is energy. And this is what I say to people all the time. And people are like, what do you mean? Well, it's like, oh, it's 50-50 in a relationship. No, it's not. It's 100%. It's 100-100. Right. And here's the crazy thing that I say. You could do something 99 times correctly. But if you do it that one time, it doesn't mean you're forgiven incorrectly. Meaning you go out with your buddies, watch a ton of football, go to all these sporting events, and then that one time you don't come home because you got attracted to someone and something happens. Oh, it's only 1% of the time I've ever done this. No, it infects everything. Your negativity and your relationships with your spouse affects your business. It affects your social life. You cannot separate these things, which everyone tries to do. They get caught up in their business. They work their butts off. I'm doing it for the kids. I'm doing it for this. And I'm doing it for this. And that's why I'm spending all my time. No, you're probably trying to avoid your relationship because you know it's not going exactly the way you want it to. So that's where you have to get real with yourself. Sit down with your spouse. Here's what is the truth. If it's not working and you want it to work and you both want it to work, then work on it. If it's working on it, if it works, then make it work better. But if you become complacent, that's when you get bored and you start doing your own thing. So here's something that I think would be really cool to share. I'd be interested to hear what you have to, what you think of. Uh, Let's talk about something that, something that has been challenging for us. Like as a couple, not in business, right? We can talk about that a little okay. bit. But like something that's challenging between uh, like in our marriage or as a couple so, over the so, years. So let's just look at the last five months, me having a heart attack. How was that a challenge? 
well, <laughs> well, <laughs> how is it not a challenge? I mean, okay. So this is what I like my first go-to, like, this is how I operate. My first go-to is like, I got to take care of things. I got to like, take care of the dogs. I become like superwoman. And so that's like my first like default. My second default is, which I think is interesting because my default is typically not the woman's It's typically the way the man would default. Like it's more masculine and feminine. And then the other one is like, I just, I just want Sean. I, I'm just going to keep saying like, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Like I have to be the strong one. So you're emotionally disconnected in a way. Too. Yeah. In a way for sure. And you probably don't like that. No, I hate it. Yeah. So, which is interesting because typically the man would do that, not the woman. So those are like my first two go-tos. And then, then, you know, once I have a little bit of time to actually check in with my emotions, then I kind of like release it all. Which you don't see because right, I mean at that time you were that's in the vulnerability. Hospital. You're in the hospital. So right. I was like crying by myself. And then, you know, we have an 11 year old daughter, and then she had a really hard time with it. So then you feel so much empathy for her. Then more of the, I mean, more of what I felt was I just didn't want you to feel scared, worried, stressed out. Which and I, I think that bothered me more than that's where I was sad. And then of course, then your mind goes to, you're thinking about what would my life be like without this person in it? Like, what would life be like? How would we do this? What would that feel like? What would it look like? Then that's where, because your thoughts are what creates your feelings. It honestly almost creates the feeling of grief. Like you're literally in that moment feeling what and it, and it does like. come and go. And it is stronger at certain instances, but here's the crazier thing. After that, I went back to the ER twice because I don't know. Modern medicine doesn't always tell you and your doctors what medication is going to do to you. And you don't know what's actually going on because they don't tell you. If you experience this, this, and this, you should come to the ER. Well, the ER is down the street. So I went for a walk a week later, thought it felt great. They didn't tell me that heat and certain medications don't go together. So I freaked out. My blood pressure shot through the roof. And basically there's certain medications that you don't want your blood pressure going up and your heart rate going up because it hits a wall and it shuts things down. Well, I recovered, but then it started, I felt weird that evening. So now, okay, daddy made it through, husband made it through a heart attack. Now we got to take him back. What's going on? And that's it. Oh, it's not over. Oh, it's not over. That's the scariest part to me was not knowing after the heart attack, I was fine. But those other two were worse because Mm -hmm. there is no other place you can go to get checked out. You have to go to the ER and ER is not the place you should be going for this. It shouldn't be because you're in there with all kinds of people and being that COVID's going on, you got to go by yourself. Like Megan dropped me off at the front door of the hospital and had to leave not knowing anything. That's the craziest part about what's going on right now. So we work through that. And again, you get that is either going to make your relationship stronger. It's going to pull you apart. Okay. So go back to the part where I was explaining in the very beginning where I'm like, I want to like take over. I feel like I have to be the strong one. And you're like, I hate that. What would you prefer? You ask questions about how I'm feeling and being empath, not empath. I don't know if empathy is the right word. It's not, I don't need sympathy. It's more empathy because it's difficult for you to show emotion sometimes because you were designed or put into a situation growing up where you don't show emotion. It's being humble. It's going in there and do, it's just your going job. Going in and fixing things. Yeah, it's, it's your job. 
But when you don't have control over something, I knew that you don't have control of what's going on. Yeah. But it's great that you were there for Brighton. But at the same time, you've been working on more of a caring, loving personality. Yeah. So the biggest thing. Or like I, being vulnerable with that. Well, really. it's, it, again, vul- it's not that it's not there. Right. The, the big thing that I, I really am shocked by Megan over and over is her willingness to improve. And the way Megan does it isn't necessarily through experience all the time. It's through learning. And she learns all this theory. And then once that hits, then you just, then you get to see what pops up from what she's learned. Where me, I'm more of a feeling go for it, not theory, theory based because I question everything. Not that it's right or wrong. It's, I want to know. And that can get overwhelming too, because the amount of misinformation or disinformation out there on everything we're talking about can stress you out, which it has in the past. And I'm learning to let go of and, that's my learning process. So you have to be able in a relationship to be okay with the way one person's learning and adapting to their stressors in their life. And when you see that they're doing well, it's letting them know they are in the way in which they accept that acknowledgement. So like, again, my acknowledgement is different than Megan's, but if I did it my way, she'd be like, Oh, okay, whatever. But I have to do it her way. And again, My challenge to a lot of people in their relationship, I want you just to take a look right now and let's get real with this. How many times do you physically comfort your partner with an embrace, a hug or a kiss throughout the day? You're going to be shocked at how very few times you actually are physically touching that person in a non-sexual way. Get ready to be blown away. And you want your relationship to be better? I challenge you between, let's just say, six to 10 hugs a day and look at that person in the eye and say and appreciate how much you care for them. Because if you don't, you can't lie. Mm. Because if you do, it's going to be shown differently. You know, when someone gives you that fake hug or pat on the back, crap, they got to go. But what I'm going to ask you also is to ask permission before you do it. Because you don't know what that person's going through. They could be going to a meeting. They could be stressed out. Hey, is it okay if I give you a hug? It's your spouse. You shouldn't have to ask. No, you always have to ask permission to enter someone's intimate space. So that's your challenge. And you're going to see that your connections are going to grow. And people are like, why do you need to give me a hug? Who doesn't want a hug? When I get stressed out, our freaking animals jump up Mm -hmm. in my lap and they calm me down. They're not trained as a service animal. But when I was sick, cat and the dog were in the room, both dogs at the time. Now, like when I had, when I got sick with COVID, two cats were in the room, the dog was in the room. They know when something's off. If you're stressed out in your family, look at your animals. Here's the crazy part. If you got kids, they may not be showing it, but they're feeling it just like animals are. And they're learning and they're absorbing So make sure if you want your children to grow up in the best environment possible, that you mirror the best relationship possible. You can't lie to your kids. You can't lie to yourself because it's all going to come out. So you have to have sometimes difficult conversations that the difficult conversation is going to go in a negative way. It's just the reason it's difficult because you haven't been having them. Why are you procrastinating? What happens if you procrastinate your business, Megan? You don't get stuff done. You don't move your vision forward. And then you, then you experience internal shame. Okay. If I say business, 
answers come out easy. <laughs> if I say, but it, in personal, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. If, if I said in your personal life, it's the same exact answer. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I yeah, have you feel a, a lot time. of guilt and shame. I have a hard things. time with people try to make these things little boxes. They're not boxes. They're all the same. You build everything around your life. You don't build your life around your business. And when that clicks and you're doing, I'm not doing this to make my wife happy. So I get this in return. I'm doing this because I want to make someone happy. A lot of times we're looking for a quick result from doing something in business. And when you do that, you shortfall, you may get a quick cash flow. You may get a couple of quick clients, but they always turn out to be the wrong clients for you. But if you're doing it for the right reasons, it may take a little longer. But once it starts going, it's going to exponentially grow. And that's the same thing in relationships. Put time, energy, and effort in your personal relationships and watch your business grow. Because you're already doing it in your business. But when you do it in the areas that you haven't been focused on, like your own free time, your own hobbies, planning things out like you do in your business, put do that in your personal life. Wait till you see the amount of business that comes in. Because this is what we know. At least I know. You may be an expert at something, but unless you let people know in an expert tone, they're not going to believe you. It's the same thing in your relationship. You may love that person, but quit making assumptions. Let that person know. Because if you're just saying it to say it, they're going to know. It's like, oh, yeah, I love you. Love you. Like, there's no emotion behind that. The words themselves have meaning, but the tone and the inflection in which you're doing it is more important. So just take that away and Try it out and see how it really impacts your life. Super cool. cool. I think I might have to have you back on the show. We'll talk about hypnosis. <laughs> we should like do a hypnosis on a podcast episode one time. Because the interesting thing about this, when you start looking at all your marketing and your business and your social media and out there in the world of news, you're all being brainwashed in certain ways, be it positive or negative. It's all calculated things that people are doing to make you respond a particular way. It's all by design. It's easy to see. And someone asked me on a post on Facebook the other day, if you could do one thing in the world to make it better, what would you do? And I said, turn off the news. Mm. Just turn off the news. It's not serving you while you're doing it out of guilt, out of responsibility. It's not serving you. Find something else that will serve you in a positive way. So you're going to be motivated because that motivation is going to seep into everything. Um, I have a funny question for you. Oh boy! And then I know you have to run. Um, so we used to do a podcast. It was yes. 2019. Uh-huh. Um, how was this experience different than that year of doing a podcast together? <laughs> you I think didn't we've wanna... come a long way. No, no. Megan didn't want to do it. And that was the tone of the entire podcast when she didn't want to do it. So if, if Megan didn't want to do it that day and we had to do it to get it out, Her energy would be like, I'm just doing this to do this. And again, that's the growth you've done. No one told you to go back into doing podcasts. And you're like, what do you think? I'm like, it's up to you. Yeah. But I naturally don't have a problem talking about things that I don't need an agenda, that I don't need an outline. Well, I used to be so afraid of like, oh my gosh, because we we would never, we would never, no, 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 no. It was not that. It was not that at all. I like to have, I like to be prepared. And I like to like know what the topic is going to be. I don't need to know what questions are going to ask, but I kind of want like a little bit of direction. And I know, like, I guess Sean scares me a little bit. I know that Sean and I think completely different 
And I never knew what Sean was going to say. And that always made me feel so anxious and uneasy. And then Sean, I would be like over here in my little, we need a plan. And Sean would be like, nope, let's go. Just press record. Just go. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in such angst. And I literally like despised that whole year of doing that podcast. But this time around, I'm like obsessed with Because you're more comfortable being okay with not knowing everything. Yeah. And that's the control. You've been well, that's the around. vulnerability piece. What's well, also a lot. You don't need to be in control of everything all the time. Now. Yeah. Thanks guys. Cool. Awesome. Being here. Gotta yeah. go. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome. All right. We'll, we'll do a part two of yes. the Megan and Sean oh, episodes. Boy. We'll see how it goes. Awesome. Later. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.